Good afternoon, friends and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. The teaching today is about the Passover. The Passover is an important holiday in Judaism, but it also has great significance to all Christians. However, many of us only understand it through the lens of Hollywood movies, such as the Ten Commandments or the Prince of Egypt. They both do a good job of dramatizing the Passover scene as a dreadful and bittersweet night in the life of the Israelites. But to get a full understanding, let's go back to Genesis chapter 37 to the beginning of the story of Joseph. Read along with me in your Bibles, or after this podcast is over, go back to chapter 37 of Genesis and read through Exodus chapter 14 for a very full understanding. It begins in chapter 37 with the story of Joseph. Joseph, remember, was the favorite son of Jacob and his favorite wife, Rachel. But Joseph had many other brothers, and they hated him, sold him into slavery, and forgot that he ever existed. Joseph went through many trials and even spent time in prison, but God blessed him and used Joseph for his divine plan. Years later, when the famine in the land took Joseph's brothers to Egypt to get grain for food, there he was, second in command and the one that was overseeing the delivery of food to those who came to purchase it. The brothers didn't know him, but he knew them, and after a period of reconciliation, he asked Pharaoh to allow him to bring his brothers and father Jacob to Egypt to live. They settled there in the land of Goshen. They numbered around 70 people at the time. God blessed them, and they began to multiply. Some years later, When there arose a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph, this is the beginning of the book of Exodus, by the way, Pharaoh was alarmed at the number of Hebrews living there, and he devised plans to get rid of them. When those plans did not work, he oppressed them greatly in slavery. The people prayed to God to help them, and God raised up another great man to carry out his plan. Moses. Read about his remarkable birth and upbringing in Exodus 2. In Exodus chapters 3 through 14, we have the story of how Moses led the people out of Egypt. It's much too much to give in detail, so I'll speed ahead quickly to the end. Moses, as commanded, by God, made many visits to to Pharaoh to command him to let God's people go. Pharaoh refused, and God sent plague after plague to Egypt. There were ten plagues in all. The water turned to blood, then came frogs, gnats, flies, the killing of the livestock, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and finally, death of the firstborn. After each plague, 
Pharaoh's heart grew harder towards the Israelites. On the night of the last plague, the Israelites were instructed by God through Moses to prepare a feast from a sacrificial lamb. Each household should put blood from the lamb, lamb over and around the doorpost to their home. They should eat hastily because God would pass through Egypt on that night and strike dead the firstborn of each household. But the households with the lamb's blood over the door frames and sides of the door, he would not enter but pass over. Crying and wailing could be heard throughout Egypt as God smote the firstborn from the firstborn of Pharaoh to the firstborn of all the Egyptian servants and of the animals. The Israelites had been huddling around tables in their homes, tasting morsels of food with bitter herbs and unleavened bread until the word came that it was time for them for their exodus, they hurried to leave Egypt and, bec- and become a free people. This Jewish Independence Day expresses one fact, and that is that God did it. Didn't he do it? God did it. There was no army or military might involved. Freedom came in the blackest night when Pharaoh and the Egyptians grieving their dead firstborn and fearing for their own lives urged and begged the Israelites to go and even showered them with gold and riches. Later, when Pharaoh changed his mind and set his chariots after the fleeing Israelite tribes, God came through again and destroyed the great Egyptian army in the Red Sea. For the Jews, independence from Egypt meant dependence on God. In fact, God came back to this event throughout the Bible as a way of describing himself. He said, I am the God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The pattern of dependence, dependence was to continue all through the 40-year exodus of the Israelites. When the wilderness wanderers ran out of water, God provided. When their food supplies failed, he gave them manna from on high. When raiders attacked, God provided. Independence Day merely set the tone for a national history that was an active movement of God. Much later, Passover night would take on an even broader significance because during one particular Passover feast, as thousands of Jews were bringing their choice lambs to Jerusalem, one man, Jesus, was selected as the Passover lamb for all humanity. The words, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, came to convey a whole new meaning. Check out 1 Corinthians 5 and 7 and chapter 12, verse 13. Today, though, Jewish people still celebrate Passover, but most Christians do not. 
Rather, that ceremony has been incorporated into a new one called the Lord's Supper. Some call it Eucharist, with Christ representing the Passover lamb. The Lord's Supper, too, memorializes a time of pain and of bloodshed, a time of freedom and deliverance. It, too, was God's act alone. Only God gets the credit. And that's the story of the Passover. I hope you will go back through your Bible and read and study it in detail for yourself. May God bless you.